Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. On today's episode, we are sitting down with our guest, Chief Ryan Ash, with the James City County Fire Department. Welcome, Chief Ash. Thank you, Renee. I'm so glad you're here. I appreciate it. We're glad to be here. Very good. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about the James City County Fire Department. How many stations do you have? How many firefighters? Good. So, James City County Fire Department operates five stations, strategically located throughout the county. We have 109 uniform positions. Most of those are divided up amongst those five fire stations. We operate three 24-hour shifts. We're also responsible for the fire marshal's office. It does a lot of our building inspections and fire investigations. Also, the certificate of occupancies when we're building new buildings. We're also responsible for emergency management, so all our disaster plans, hurricane plans, things like that. We're also responsible for the 911 center, which operates for police and fire dispatching. also does the sheriff's office. Uh, James City Service Authority, Animal Control, and a few other administrative services. Okay, so tell me, what is the day in the life of a fire chief like? (laughs) You never quite know. When you wake up in the morning, you kind of have a plan of what you think is going to happen that day, and it never seems to quite go that way. So it could be uh, going to a meeting or heading off to an incident here in the county. could be up at the 911 center or uh, off attending training, something related to emergency management or a regional meeting. A lot of what we do in emergency management and at the fire chief's also take a regional approach. So a lot of times we're collaborating with other local jurisdictions on what the best way to address an emergency or a plan. What do you think the most common misperception is about fire service? I guess the most common misconception is that the fire department only responds to fires. So I think a lot of folks don't realize that we operate the ambulance service of providing EMS care throughout the county and also the emergency management and the 911 center. It's not very common for the 911 center to be part of the fire department, and we're lucky here to have that as part of our team, and we're able to interact with them differently than a traditional 911 center that's uh, more of a law enforcement function. Okay. Now, I have to ask you, do you, when you're at home, do you watch Chicago Fire or any of those other fire TV shows? I do. You've always got to watch them. There's a lot of things in there that aren't real, but you always have to watch them. It's it's about your profession. You you always stay involved. Gotcha. Are you pretty pleased with how they convey what firefighting is like? Um, it depends. There's some things in there that are realistic, and then there's some things that I wish weren't necessarily included in those shows. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Chief Ash, I understand that you are working on a radio system update. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's correct. We've started the first phase of our life cycle replacement for our regional radio system. So we're partners with York County and Gloucester in our regional radio system. And to give you a little bit of history on the system, back in 2000 and 2001 timeframe, James City County and York County were both doing independent needs assessments in that we've realized that the systems, both systems had reached their end-of-life expectancy and needed replacement. And the consultants who did those studies both recommended a regional approach. So a partnership was formed between James City and York County. We were able to share those costs of that system 50-50. And in 2004, we went live on our 800 megahertz regional system. And in that, we uh, installed nine tower sites. It's a simulcast system. It's a lot of technology to to make all those components work, but all the towers are linked together with a microwave system. So if one tower site goes down, the ring automatically reverses so that we don't lose all the other tower sites. So it's a lot of redundancy built into the system that we didn't have in our older system. In 2010, Gloucester joined our system. So they had been doing, in years prior to that, had been doing a needs assessment also. Their system was reaching the end of life cycle and they needed a replacement and their consultant recommended finding a regional system to partner with. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, they came live on the system and added five tower sites. So now our system's up to 14 sites and that enhanced the coverage for York and James City along the York River and for York County uh, at, in the borders where they share with Gloucester. So that was a great addition to our system. 
And part of that, with the time when they were coming on board, we needed to upgrade some of our system components. So Gloucester's buy-in to the system allowed us to upgrade those system components that we needed, plus it allowed them to join and expand our system. So we now share those costs 40, 40, and 20%. So that's been a great addition. Mm -hmm. Our current upgrade, again, we're in the phase one of our life cycle replacement plan. We've reached a point where our system is 13, 14 years old, uh, has been up and running, at zero downtime, microwave system and everything has worked wonderfully, but we want to make sure that we're replacing that and staying on the front side and before we have any issues. So we approached Motorola about how we begin our life cycle replacement. And in fiscal year 17, we entered into a lease agreement. So we're sharing those costs over five years. So we made an initial down payment of $1.134 million, and we'll make additional payments of a little over $949,000 to keep those lease payments going until we get the system replaced. So part of that system upgrade is changing our software to 7.16 platform. And I'll tell you that why that's important in a minute when we get back to it. We're also replacing the main switch, which is basically the brain of the entire system. And that's really where the cost savings comes into a regional approach. Gloucester, York, and James City all share one switch. So we're able to save several million dollars for each jurisdiction by sharing that switch. So replace that main switch. We'll also replace the base stations, which are essentially radios mounted at each one of the tower sites that cast our, our radio message across the system. And we'll upgrade the dispatcher console. So when you call 911 and you're talking to the dispatcher and they in return provide that information over the radio, we're replacing the components they're using in the 911 centers. With that replacement, because Gloucester came on board in 2010, some of those components on their side of the system were already a little newer. So, but we are upgrading all of the components in the James City and York County system at the towers and the switch and those, those components there. Similar things happening between the city of Suffolk and Isle of Wight County. Suffolk is up to the 7.16 platform. That's why it was important that we be on the same software platform. And Isle of Wight was doing a needs assessment and realized they needed enhanced coverage and we're able to partner with Suffolk and again share that switch to save those costs for Alouette County. And that system is installed and up and running and our system is upgraded so that we're all on the same platform. We're able to connect those two together by opening up that microwave system that links all the towers and share that signal across the river and it provides us a geodiverse backup to our switch. You know, so it just switches the main components, the brain of the system, but we only have one of those. Suffolk and Alouette will only have one of those. So by opening up that microwave and sharing that switch, we can have a geodiverse backup. Can you explain geodiverse? Sure. So it's geographically located in two different spots. So gotcha. some, some jurisdictions may have a backup switch, but it's in the same location. So if you experienced a power outage or a flood or a tornado or something damaged the building, both of your switches. So in this case, we'll have a geodiverse switch. Hopefully if, the, if we're affected by something, it's not affecting Suffolk at the same time. Okay. We were able to go recently and test that equipment in Chicago during the equipment staging. So all of our upgrades and the Gloucester upgrades, as well as the Suffolk and Isle White system, were there in a warehouse in Chicago, installed in the racks that they'll be mounted in. And we were able to test all that equipment. From there, once everything passed, they are able to package that up, ship it right to the tower sites or right to our 911 centers and install it. So while we were there testing, we had an opportunity to test that geodiverse backup switch. And it only took about 10 seconds for that to transfer over. So the end user, the police officers, firefighters out in the field, wouldn't notice any change in service, even if we were to have some sort of a, an outage in our switch. So that's been a great, it's kind of the thing that keeps you up at night uh, when you're, when you're running <laughs> out one center is that you only have one of those sure. backups. So this is an opportunity for us to truly have some redundancy built into our system. Okay. 
Now, this is a pretty expensive system. You've explained how much it costs and how it's spread over the years. Is there any way that the county is recouping some of those costs? No, so on our system, because of the coverage that we have, uh, it allowed us to use, I've been using the word partners for, for Gloucester and James City and York County. It also allowed us to have tenants. And tenants on the system are folks that didn't need towers or equipment, for instance, the city of Williamsburg had enough coverage because of the existing towers that they became a tenant. They pay a per radio user fee and they were able to join our system. And we use those fees to take care of some ongoing maintenance things, something like a lightning strike. They may take out a component at a tower and kind of keep that system up and running. And we have a number of tenants. So some of our tenants include the city of Williamsburg, the city of Pocosin, the National Park Service, College of William & Mary, the Eastern State Hospital, Kings Mill Security, United States Coast Guard, just some examples of folks that they purchase their own radios and just pay, again, that user fee, and they're able to use their the existing service we already have. So the equipment is going to be sent here from Chicago. When mm-hmm. are you expecting everything to be installed? So I think it'll be um, probably early next year okay. before those components are here and installed. They're doing a lot of the legwork now to make sure everything's worked out and everything's ready to accept the system. So I think by mid-year next year, we should be up and running on the new system. Okay, very good. Part of the radio system upgrade is staying consistent with our goals in the strategic plan, goal number two for modern infrastructure, facilities, and technology. In the 911 center, their most important thing we have is our people, and right behind that is the technology that they use. We can't use any of the technology if it wasn't for the people we have there, but we also need to make sure that they have the right tools to do their job. And our police officers and firefighters out in the field have to have that connectivity, knowing that when they go to press the button to use the radio, that the system works and there's a dispatcher on the other end ready to speak with them. So staying on the front side of those equipment replacements and making sure that we're always having modern technology and our infrastructures in place, and also those redundancies we have through the geodiverse backup, is really important in fire department, police department, and the 911 center meeting goal number two of our strategic plan. All right, well, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing that information. This sounds like a great, great project, and I'm sure it was not easy. No, thank you, Renee. Thanks for having us this afternoon. And It's not an easy project, but we're excited about the service it'll provide for us and our partners in the system. Very good. Now, you're not free to go in case you thought that you were. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I have a few questions that I need to ask that have nothing to do with what we've talked about before. Okay. Helps our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Okay. All right. First question. Do you have children? I do. I have three daughters. Alex is our oldest. Addison is the middle daughter. And Andy is our youngest. How old are they? Alex is 23, Addison is five, and Andy's two and a half. Okay, very good. And your wife, Amy. Amy's my wife. And I'm bringing up your wife because what does Amy do or what did she do when she was working? So Amy did work here for the fire department, and uh, she was one of our lieutenants in uh, EMS supervisors in the field. And she just recently accepted a position with PIMS, Peninsula's EMS Council. This is the regional EMS council that governs a lot of the Hampton Roads area, or the, at least the peninsula side of the Hampton Roads area. Oh, very good. Now, I already know the answer to this, but you are a firefighter. She is a firefighter. What were your children for Halloween? They were firefighters. They were firefighters. And I <laughs> swear I didn't make them. They really wanted to do that on their own. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any pets? We do. We have two dogs, two labs, uh, Chevy and Bill. Okay. What TV show are you into right now? TV show? Uh, that's... We, <laughs> My wife and I always uh, record TV shows because uh-huh. we never seem to find the time to watch them when they're really on. So 
Blue Bloods is a, a okay. Well, that's one. one. Tom Selleck, right? Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell Chief Reinhardt to watch police shows. But, I, won't. I won't. Um Blue Bloods uh, Scandal is another okay. one we watch a lot of. Yeah. And then of course my wife's always recording Grey's Anatomy and Nashville. The oh show. okay. Yep. So I end up watching those with her, but uh, Blue Bloods and Scandal and the new SEAL Team TV show. Okay. I'm recording that also. So no comedies. No, not really. No reality TV? No, not into reality TV. All right. I watch all the Real Housewives. So I was, you know, I can talk with you about that. But sure. not, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. What is your favorite ride at Bush Gardens? Favorite ride at Bush Gardens would probably be Griffin. Ah, good. A roller coaster person. Yes, roller coaster person. Yeah, Griffin. So. Okay, have you been on Invader yet this year? I have not. Okay. Not on Invader. No. Every time I've gone, the lines have been long, and so we've waiting for things to slow down. We'll catch it next year. Okay, very good. Let's pretend for a minute that you have out-of-town company coming to stay at the Ash House okay. for a week. Okay. What are probably the top three experiences you would like for them to have in James City County before they go home? So if Bush Gardens is open, we definitely want to take them there. Mm-hmm. Taking them to visit Colonial Williamsburg and mm-hmm. uh, Jamestown Settlement. Those are important historical sites. That's a big draw to James City County. And I would say now, Billsburg Brewery, with that opening up, it's right down the street from my house. So an opportunity to take them down there um, and enjoy that at the marina. Well, that sounds like a great visit. I think it would be. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I hope it wasn't too painful. No, great. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, this was great. We will probably have you back. We (laughs) talked about maybe doing a show with both you and Chief Reinheimer. We could do a talk with the chiefs or That'd something. Be great. We could come up with something. We'll look forward to it. All right. Thank you so thank you. much. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thanks for listening. Want to make sure you don't miss an episode? Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. We'll talk with you next week.